0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. Hump Deuce. Haven't said that in a while. It's been a while, Alex, since I said Hump Deuce, right?
1: You didn't feel comfortable calling it a hump deuce with the, your uh, guest last week? Is that Who was is that? It no, or?
2: I don't even know if that's what it is. I just feel like I haven't called it that in a while. I feel like I've gone away from some of the the old standards that I've used when I'm introducing the show. But it is yeah, a hump deuce. It is Wednesday. Deuce. It is Wednesday, yeah, okay. the final day of March. The madness is almost over, although the madness did continue tonight. Didn't watch it, but Michigan lost to UCLA. Which is pretty crazy. out.
1: That was insane. Oh, yeah. The ref. He's passed okay. Out. I heard he's okay. So that's good. But the ref
2: passed wild. out. Michigan lost to UCLA in a, you know, just an exciting, exciting 51 49 barn burner. <laughs> just like, just an exciting college basketball, like about as exciting as college basketball gets. 51. I think that was the final score 51 49. Michigan, farewell, Jawan Howard. It was fun while it lasted. Um, But that's not what we're here to talk about. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about this heavy, heavy four-game slate from Tuesday night. Uh, Some interesting stuff to talk about. We're also here to talk about Kevin Durant, which we will talk about on this show. For For better or worse, we will talk about Kevin Durant on this show. I'm interested to hear your thoughts because, as everything is with Kevin Durant, very polarizing day today for this guy but so I'll be interested to hear your thoughts, but let's start with the Tuesday night slate of games. Uh, And, you know, let's start with your guys, but more so Denver, right? Mm -hmm. Denver beats Philly 104 95. Uh, And I said this the other night with James when he was on in which was Aaron Gordon's debut. There's something about this team when they go out for the opening tip, when I see this team now with Aaron Gordon in the starting lineup instead of Paul Millsap or Jeremy Grant or Jermichael Green, there's something scarier about this team. And it's not like he's lighting the world on fire. It's not like he's putting up huge stats. But I think it's just like an upside thing, maybe. Yeah. At 25, we know what Aaron Gordon's capable of. See this team go out on the court. I'm like, this team is has is, has scary, scary upside.
1: Yeah, and it, I felt the same way because like Aaron Gordon's been, I guess, the second best player in Orlando. They made the playoffs, and now he comes. And he's the fourth best player on this team. Like, like he, he's a legitimate yeah. second best player on an eight seed, but whatever. But now he comes here, and <laughs> the Nuggets are just stacked. All of a sudden, I mean, they were good enough already, and this is the first time I've watched them a couple of times this year. This is the first time watching them where I was like, this looks like the team that was terrifying in the playoffs last year. Like I know they've been getting hot. I just haven't been watching them. But tonight I get to see them, and it's like this team is so legit. And the score, the one hundred four ninety five, doesn't do this game justice at all. They beat the brakes off the Sixers. Yeah, um, for the most complete part. domination. They looked fantastic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean Jamal Murray had what sixteen in the first quarter, I think, uh, yeah. and finished with thirty. But he didn't have to. It was such a blowout at certain points that he didn't really need to.
1: Right. They scored uh, yeah. forty four points in the first quarter. Like right. it was just wild. Yeah. It
2: was. It was and. You know, part of what it is with Aaron Gordon is he he's another option to just get at – he makes them 10 times more athletic than they were without him. I mean, it's just – they, as good as they are, they've never been a, like a super athletic team, right, with, mm-hmm. with Jokic. Even Jamal Murray is not like this freak athlete, and we know Michael Porter Jr. is a good athlete but not a great athlete. He just changes their dynamic defensively, and he can get out in transition and offensive rebounding, even though he didn't have one tonight. But, you know, he, he just – changes the dynamic offensively and in terms of like this being the first time seeing like them being the team in the they're scarier than last year's team yep because i mean they mean they they essentially other than jeremy grant who was a huge catalyst for them defensively last year they're better like they, they just look they're more loaded it seems like than last year and just a year
1: older and a year more experienced that's the key yeah and because michael porter jr is just he's not i mean he's a young guy but he's not like a young player anymore he's just no. the absolute real deal so uh, and I mean, he's so much better compared to last year well that's
2: absolutely and again this is another guy that like i guess because generally from a rookie year to a second year guys don't get discussed for most improved player but his improvement's been insane Mm -hmm. And I think it's going under the radar. Like not just what he's doing recently or this year, but his, I think it's going under the radar how
1: elite he is of a three point shooter. I was going to text you that. I was like, I did not realize I knew he was a good shooter. He's a great shooter. So no, no. So after tonight, he will move
2: into eighth in the NBA in three point percentage. Wow. Shooting 44.9% from three. Mm -hmm. And he shot, he shot last year. He shot, 42 percent from three like here's the thing when if he stays on this trajectory of the way he's shooting the ball when he qualifies he's going to be a top he'll be a top 10 all time like statistically like for example duncan robinson is in his third year in the league and he's 13th all time in three-point percentage now obviously hasn't played as much as these guys but i'm just saying when Michael Porter Jr. gets to the point where he's shot enough threes to be on this list. If he stays on this trajectory, he's going to be top 20, top 10. Like that's the mm-hmm. type of, that's the way he's shooting percentage wise for his whole
1: career. And then this year it's even better. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, and to do it for a second consecutive season, like there has been plenty of flash in the pan guys that shoot 42%, but now it's, a, I mean, we're almost through a second season of this. So it looks like, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be shooting 43% the rest of his career, but he's a fantastic shooter in a 6'10 frame and that moves like a deer. Like, it's ridiculous. And still, you could see in his game offensively
2: that there are still a lot of things he can improve on. Mm-hmm. He's still not great getting to the rim and finishing at the rim.
1: Right. Uh, he's going to get a lot stronger, I'd imagine, in the next yeah, couple of
2: years. But he is a good rebounder. He's he has good touch in the mid range. He just doesn't go to it a ton because he's just, he's just yeah, like dra- draining he, threes. Yeah. Um. You know, once his once his into, like his one on one iso game develops, similar to like the way Brandon Ingram's has over these last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, just watch out. It just because let's put it this. Brandon Ingram's great. He can't. He doesn't shoot the ball like this. The only player six ten in the league that shoots the ball like this is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's it, and maybe Bol bull, bull, but we, you know, well, that's a. We'll, we'll talk about Bol <laughs> in a second because that's a. It's the only thing I hate about this team. Uh, but yet he has he has come a long way. He's his scoring is up by seven points. He's he, and opportunity is part of that. Um, but that make it just makes them so that. His development, Aaron Gordon, and now they're now with Aaron Gordon. Their bench becomes better because now you got Millsap and Jamichael Green coming off the bench instead of starting. Which either one of them, which never you got, and then you got Facundo Campazzo.
1: That guy's fun to watch. That dude is fun to watch. Um,
2: They have suddenly. I texted you this. They've suddenly become like one of the most likable teams, maybe ever, just in terms of roster construction. There's so many guys on this team that are so fun and likable. Yep. Like there's characters everywhere. Well, I mean, like you got Jokic, obviously is the first one, right? Triple, double machine, probably the most talented, like it's skilled seven footer there's ever been just in terms of all around skill. Obviously people could make their arguments because he still has a long way to go, but it just in terms of pure skill. I don't know that we've ever seen anyone. Like all around skill with the passing and, you yeah. know, every, and all that stuff. The shoot, The ability to shoot the ball, the pass, all of it. Uh, and then he's just funny. Like, he's just sort of funny. He's a goofball. kind. Yeah, of. he's a goofball. Then you got Jamal Murray, who after the playoffs last year, how yeah. can you not, you know, just love that guy? Um, now you have Aaron Gordon, who some people are down on Aaron Gordon because of the jersey number, because they think it's super corny. What did he do
1: again? I saw the headline and I forget. He, he
2: chose number 50. Has his jersey number because he has the most fifties in a dunk contest without winning a dunk contest or something. Like that. Okay, oh, yeah, that's corny. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't. I'm not down on him, but that is kind of corny. But he's in terms of he's a guy that outside of the jersey number, people I think have been rooting for a long time to get him out of Orlando to see what he can really be, and he's an exciting player. And you got Facundo Campazzo, who's listed at five ten, but it's probably like five six. And one of the fun, like one of the funnest passers
1: we've seen in a long time. Yep. And fiery too. He was getting pissed at the refs up like 20. Yeah. Like, and he was getting horrible calls, but yeah. And he fucking drilled Ben Simmons. Yeah. Tonight. He made Ben Simmons look like a little bitch tonight. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Um,
2: and, and then for me personally, Will Barton, I love seeing Will Barton do well because I just, I remember when I was in, when I lived in Memphis, he was a freshman at University of Memphis, and I remember going to pick up and just watching him as a freshman. Due to the rest of that team, what a future NBA player does to a bunch of uh, American Dude, Athletic yeah. <laughs> American Athletic Conference players being coached by Josh Pastner, mm-hmm. like he was just like dumping on all. It was just it was it was pretty, and and at the time it was like I don't know if this guy can ever play in the NBA because he's like probably 120 pounds Mm -hmm. like he was six he's six 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 whatever but he was so damn skinny obviously he was like 18 years old or however old he was but he was killing everyone it was just absurd uh and then you get to the part of this team that That drives me nuts. Well, we've got to talk to Vail McGee. Well, no, that's, that's part of it. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. I didn't mention Michael Porter Jr., who, by the
1: way, we do love Michael Porter Jr., but kind of strikes me as an asshole. Yeah. There's more to come on. Yeah. He had a couple, he had a weird thing in the playoffs last year too. And he's, he's made some
2: comments about COVID. Like about, I think he's you think he's a denier. I think he's a COVID denier. I don't know. Uh, But also like I interviewed him a couple or was, part of interviews that during draft with him and he just struck me as like very, I don't know. There's just, he had like this thing about him that I didn't know. He might be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He just struck me as dickish. But then you, and this is probably just sort of a product of how good they are, but Denver, you're, you have two of my favorite players in the NBA. And you're basically just holding them hostage. Mm. Like, obviously we talk about bowl, bowl all the time. And at this point, that guy ain't playing the, he's not playing. They're so, they're so deep now with their bigs that he's not playing. But then you trade for JaVale McGee, who half the teams that are contending for the playoffs could desperately use JaVale McGee. They haven't played him yet. So, you just strange. Yeah. Just, but you just got my two, two of my favorite players in the NBA just sitting on your bench. You don't even let them play. Give them some minutes. What I mean, really, with, with McGee, like, what did you trade for him for? Like, for the playoffs?
1: So somebody else didn't get him, probably. <laughs> like, so they didn't have him guarding Jokic in some weird game down the line. Not that he's like could shut down Jokic, but why not? Why not grab him? You know? Yeah. I mean, look, we saw last year in the
2: playoffs that. Denver struggled against the Lakers, like the size of the Lakers. So, you know, I guess is there a is there a scenario it when they play the Lake if they play the Lakers in the playoffs where you see JaVel McGee and Jokic together, if it's like a drum and Anthony Davis lineup. That'd I don't know. Fun. Those it, would be it, fun it, lineups is, to watch. Like yeah. I'm saying, is that what they is that the thought process at Maybe. some point? Maybe because If not, I don't know what they got him for to just sit on the bench. He's a good backup center and they don't play a backup center right now. Like when they don't have Jokic in the game, which is not a lot, they just go small. So I don't know. He hasn't played a minute for them yet. Unless I don't know their last game, if it was what the end of the game looked like, but I don't think he played. I don't think he's hurt either.
1: Is it possible he's just like getting ramped up or I I don't know, like,
2: now he passed but all those
1: I, protocols for being traded, right?
2: Yeah, and, and I don't think it's a ramp-up thing. Like, you know, like LaMarcus Aldridge isn't playing till next week because he hadn't played in so long. They're saying they got to ramp him up and that type of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, he was playing for Cleveland. He was playing, especially since um, Drummond, you know, since they decided they weren't going to play Drummond anymore, he became the primary backup. And Jared Allen was hurt for a little bit. Like, Yeah, he's been playing, so I don't know.
1: Well, it's interesting, but it it really could truly be like he like, yeah, like you said, he'll be a matchup specialist when when they play a team where these matchups work. Yeah, they'll pop them awesome. in there. But that's bullshit. We, we haven't seen the last of JaVale McGee this season. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he pops up in the playoffs. Yeah, that will be the JaVale McGee game. I'm sure something of
2: it. great is going to happen. He yeah. just it just stinks because I love watching him play mm-hmm. it be, i told you it's, i've said it many times th- i bought a top shot because you still yeah a, you still
1: have the top shot i, mean? I still
2: have the top shot yeah nice
1: yeah.
2: it's not worth anything but that's a whole that's other story be something.
1: <laughs> i've been scouring the lowest ask right now is nine dollars so it's worth something on the entire <laughs> market
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh I, you know your team tonight just uh i think you nailed it when we were texting just a sleepwalk game just yeah now and- also denver's sick so there's no shame in losing to them, but they look bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, to get like to be down 22 after the first quarter, like that's what this game was. And it's the last leg of this brutal West Coast stretch. They're feeling the effects of missing Embiid. Like this is a, this isn't a bad loss. This is like a, they just, they weren't up for this game. It happens to, to good teams. I mean, I'm not like excusing it. It's not fun to get your doors blown off in the first quarter, but it's not like a, a big deal. This
2: may just be reactionary because of watching these last two games for Denver. This is like the, this might be the third, third best team in the West right now. And again, I'm not bought in on Utah, still not bought in on Utah. The record I don't think is indicative of what this team can do in the playoffs. I don't think they're a deep playoff team. So Phoenix who, by the way, Denver, there's nothing saying that Denver can't be better than Phoenix too. Like it's sort of open. The only team right now, obviously, is the Lakers if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. They're the best. Everyone else, Denver has gotten to the point now where their upside is their upside's higher than Phoenix's upside, I think.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's fair, especially because we've seen this team in the playoffs. You know, we have no idea what Phoenix is gonna yeah. look like, like you know. Yeah. So it, it ramps it, up in the seven game series. So Phoenix we'll has to prove.
2: And with the with the injuries and the Clippers, who we'll talk about in a second, you know, Denver could end up in the, the third seed playing the Lakers as a sixth seed, which would be terrible. But you know, like the way this thing's going, there's a report came out today that LeBron's out for at least three to five more weeks. Wow. And that's from wow. Shams. That's from Shams. So, you know, who know, you know, that's that, mm-hmm. that thing could get back. I don't know when AD is back, but even with AD back, they're, they're not going to win everything. And they're not going to go on this. They're not going to go on a crazy run just because they got AD back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's, that's nuts. Uh, Phoenix did play tonight also and the Clippers, but Phoenix survived Atlanta. 117, 110. Uh, John Collins got hurt in the first half sprained ankle. Not sure how bad it is. We'll see what happens uh, going forward for them. Uh, But like, you know, Phoenix, they are just they're sort of in a groove right now. There's there's not these kind of are going to end up saying the same things about them that we say every night Mm -hmm. because they're just in such a groove. And then they go and get Torrey Craig, just, you know, a guy who when he signed, who was really important to Denver, in fact, last year, just a good bench player, defensive guy. They played him a lot. Went to Milwaukee. I thought was going to be a great pickup for Milwaukee off the bench, couldn't couldn't play for them, and now all of a sudden goes to the Suns and he looks really good. Saric looks unstoppable for these guys, right? I love now. that
1: guy. I truly love that guy. So they're I'll, just so good all around. And they're really deep. They're one of the deepest teams in the league, right? I mean, Cameron Johnson is giving them fantastic minutes. Um, you know, I they're they're the real deal. I I've been saying it, I think I said it since Chris Paul got there. I just can't wait to see this team in the playoffs because we've never seen Devin Booker in there. But, uh, yeah, I I do think I'm with you to go back to Denver. I think Denver has more upside, but it's close. Like, mm -hmm. the top of the West is just way closer than I thought it was going to be. I think I might
2: have – I think I'm close to fully turning the corner on DeAndre Ayton, too. In terms, like, that he – you we know he's good, right? But Well, I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I was never convinced that he was going to be, like, a good – nba center but he has touch around the rim and he's just so goddamn big mm-hmm. like it's hard to deny and he's right. and, and i think he's gotten better playing with chris paul too obviously that helps mm-hmm. but he can't do anything outside of two feet from the basket but we've and seen solid defensively we've seen like, us, like you know either can rudy go bear you know like mm-hmm. so and he's not defensively he's not what rudy go is, but he's rebounding the shit out of the ball and he scores at the rim that's really all you need out of the guy, and he's got good hands,
1: and he is so damn
2: big. He's just yeah. a monster.
1: Out the shoulders monster. are, uh, true boulder shoulders, yeah. true boulder shoulders.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is, I'm I'm sticking by them having the best record at the end of the season in the NBA. So we'll see. Uh, and then for the Hawks, like you know, what are you going to do? They you lose. They were getting they were getting beat pretty bad in this game. So then the, I think. This rough West Coast trip, this could have made them three and three. Now they're two and four, you said? Yep. Uh, And look, I think going into this road trip, the thing for me with the Hawks that I wanted to see was are they competitive against the better teams? I wasn't expecting them to beat any of these teams, really. Like you don't come into it expecting them to beat the Suns. So being competitive, especially with John Collins getting hurt and just staying, sticking around, makes me more confident that this isn't just honeymoon bad teams nate mcmillan that this team actually maybe has found their rhythm to where they are a playoff team in the east yeah and they still are not healthy like deandre yeah, you- is hurt again hasn't mm-hmm. been playing collins gets hurt they had lou will hasn't played yet for them i don't know what the deal is with him um when he's gonna play or when he'll be with the team so
1: and it's they're still like their two of their big offseason moves haven't played that many games with the like Gallinari and Bogdanovich are healthy now, but it's not like they, they're like well versed and like have been playing a ton of games with the core. They haven't really played many games at all with DeAndre Hunter. So,
2: yeah. And by the way, Tony Snell leads
1: the NBA in three point shooting
2: all of a sudden for this team.
1: Doesn't shock me. Didn't miss a free throw last year. I guess just a pure shooter. It Doesn't shock you. I feel like I feel
2: like this guy is <laughs> no, he's so weird.
1: I feel like on many occasions
2: this guy's been on the brink of being out of the league. He's like a weird guy. I don't he's know. So no, I'm kid-
1: I'm it he is shock also
2: me. very weird looking. Yeah,
1: he's a strange looking guy. He's a
2: weird looking guy. Uh yeah, I mean, but no, it, it's fine. The Collins thing's worrisome. We'll see what happens with the ankle, but it's good it, it it's a good sign that they're competing with the best teams in the league. So Mm -hmm. i I, it's not i'm okay with it it's good to see bogdanovich playing well too i wonder if he had the trade deadline jitters too because his name came up a few times that he might get traded Mm -hmm. now he's playing a little better seems like a lot of guys after the deadline are are playing better basketball now that they know where they are
1: yeah i definitely think that's a real thing like i mean think about i mean moving cities like Mm -hmm. being on a totally different team that definitely would Affects your mindset, which would then leak on to the court and, and make you a different player. Yeah.
2: I mean, I had on my other show with Norris, who has been traded, who was traded when he was in the NBA, he, we had a good conversation about how it impacts players. And, you know, you just, just you, like how you, you go into it as a player. Like his whole thing was as a player, you're worried, especially if you're on a team that's known for making moves. Um, but if you're on the fringe or you don't know, like at the deadline, you're now you have to continue to do the things you do, but you can, like, it is a stressful time because the, as fans, we don't, we generally don't look at it at the whole picture of what a trade is. Right. We don't consider the fact that like most of these guys have families, they have kids and like, Sure. The, you know, your wife or your partner understands what they signed up for, but your kids have no idea. So like just the whole, just the idea that like, you got to move across country, potentially you got to tell your kids that they have to move away, move to a different school, move away from friends. Like that's a stressful thing for a human. And there's so many people who are like, Oh, if I was getting paid $15 million, you'd be stressed. Right. It's it's a natural reaction to be stressed and worry about how you're going to handle your life, no matter how much money you're going to make. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it happens every you see guys like immediately after the deadline start to just play a little bit better, like looser buttholes,
1: a little bit. (laughs) looser. Yeah, it's a good point, especially because like um I mean, when I'm stressed, like I do think it leaks onto the court a ton, you know, like we treat these guys like assets, like, or, or this guy should be averaging 20 points a game because he averaged that last year, but you're stressed. You perform differently at your job. It's just the way it is.
2: And one of the examples I brought up to him was Duncan Robinson, who since the deadline is shooting, he's like 14 of 24 from three. Wow. Yeah. And, and I said to him, I'm like, there's gotta be some level of okay, now if I miss a shot, I'm not going to get traded. And his response to that was, well, he's still a shooter. Yes, it's stressful, but as a shooter, you just got to keep shooting. And, but I still think on some level, that's the guy. Like he, Him and Tyler Hero were the guys for Miami that were in these trade discussions. Mm-hmm. So on some level, especially for a guy like Duncan Robinson, who's an undrafted guy trying to play for a contract, and then you know, you know there's a real Kyle Lowry thing out there and if and if it happens you're getting tra- like there's got to be part of you that every night wants to go out and just nail t- like you're worried that if i'm in, if i go 1 for 6 tonight is this the, is, is this yeah. is this going to be the night where they're like maybe he's not as good of a shooter as we thought he was i guess I, that would go through my mind 100% Definitely. uh so um who are we talking about for that bug better. Bogdanovich. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that's Bogdanovich too. And I forgot to ask this. When does, when going back to the Sixers, when does George Hill play? Do we know? No, he's
1: dealing with something. He's dealing with a nagging injury. So they're going to ease him in, but I don't think he's far, but a couple games.
2: Got it. Uh, okay. Well, that'll, that'll be helpful for them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we go to the Clippers, that, that dumpster fire of a, of an organization. We got, it's time, Alex, for your, by far, your favorite part of the podcast. And it's been a while since you've been involved in this. So I know, yeah. I know you're ready. Well, I've been going
1: back and listening to just these parts of each episode. So yeah. go for it.
2: This is the part of the show where we talk to you about hosting your own podcast with our podcast, to show your Blue Wire. And there's no better place to do that, Alex, than where? Blue wire blue hustle, wire. <laughs> blue wire, <laughs> blue wire hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, hustle is the perfect place for you in all caps. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art. Alex is by, by far Alex's favorite part of the whole huge. program, the personal yep. cover art. Huge, huge. Q and A's with Blue Wire's top podcasters. And listen, guys, I feel like as a re- relatively new podcast, I've gotten so like a little bit of a masterclass over the last week from some of Blue Wire's top podcasters. They've been coming on the show and teaching me how to be a good podcaster. So I feel like I'm already better. And I'm not even in hustle. I'm just on the network, baby. Access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just the initial setup.
1: <laughs> you almost Alex, nailed it. I was, did I not get it? You did, but then you laughed at the you, Oh, because your you face. Stick Alex, the landing. Was, yeah. That line, just, I
2: always get caught up on that line. Alex was making a, big a face. Yeah. It is a big hurdle. It's, it's a huge hurdle. Uh, but, you know. I did it or sort of. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me or us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited in all caps. So get your application today. Go to to apply. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's BW Hustle. Dot com slash join
1: not your Did, best not your, it was good but no not your best. i thought I, I thought that was <laughs> no great. there was one about three weeks back you absolutely crushed it i've been charting all these performances that was a good one but not your best
2: i guess i guess i gotta get get in the film room I gotta, yeah I go, go listen back
1: yeah all
2: right you would think as a as a film guy like i would be listening and studying myself but i don't it's the hardest thing in the world i like I don't know, like su- I don't know if like successful broadcasters like watch or listen to themselves back, but it is the hardest thing in the world to do.
1: Or oh, to listen to yourself, stuff. yeah.
2: Like to go like, go back and like re-listen to the shows. Yeah, it's tough. Even though it's something you should do because it helps you get better. You see, but like I like I always feel awkward listening to myself. <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel.
1: I you feel haven't. very awkward. Yeah, yeah. But I still do it.
2: I still do it. Yeah, it's tough. I do it occasionally. I can't do it for every episode. It's just hard. It's hard. Uh, but you should can. You should be listening to every episode because it's, it's not awkward for you to listen to me. You guys, not you, Alex, the listener. Right. You love listening to me and Alex. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's keep talking about the NBA. There's two. There's two other games tonight. The Clippers. Well, I mean, good God, man. Like this team. It's becoming repetitive. Just this
1: talking is the about. worst thirty-two and seventeen team of all time. Like, yeah, they're the opposite of, the, of they, the. We know they're good, but they're so bad. <laughs> like, well, listen, you you can't.
2: They're not bad. They don't have Rondo. They don't have Beverly, and they don't have Ibaka, which helps them, but doesn't make you that much better. It just makes you. It just makes you deeper. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> That's how disgusted you are, the Clippers. You're just <laughs> ripping burps.
2: That was in the break. You know what, Alex, you didn't deserve that. The listeners didn't deserve that. And I apologize, but the Clippers deserve that. The Clippers deserve that though. <laughs> okay. um, regardless of those three guys who, again, well, Rondo hasn't even played for this team. So we don't know how he fits. And then Serge. Okay. Sure. Serge helps your front court. You can't lose to the magic at home. You can't, and nope. Paul George didn't play. Doesn't matter. This is, it just, this is an embarrassing loss. This team just blew up their whole franchise. They are playing a glorified G League team. Terrence Ross, the only like, legitimate pro that any other team in the NBA would want off this roster right now, except maybe Otto Porter. Uh, played 25 minutes coming off an injury. The leading scorer was Chumo Kiki, who I'm a fan of. Yeah, could be a good player. He's a good player. He's going to be a good role player. He's not, he shouldn't be winning games when he's your leading scorer against a team that has championship aspirations. The Clippers stink, dude. You're, I think you, that was a great, this is a good, great way to put it. Worst, what are they? You said they're 32 and 17 now? Yep. Worst 32 and 17. And we're going full opposite of James Herbert here. He said the Raptors are the best 18 and 28. I 18. was
1: wondering if you were going to, figure out that i stole that and inverted yeah. it
2: oh no i i, I see what you i i smell what you're cooking yeah and you cooked something up here because this i don't give a shit if half your roster is hurt if Kawhi leonard's playing and you have five other professional basketball players four other professional basketball
1: players you should beat the orlando magic at home you should beat any team that is just unanimously considered to have just had a fire sale They've everywhere you go, ESPN, anywhere, it's the magic. Oh, they had a fire sale. They traded away all their good players because they, they, they're they starting over. And you are trying to boost your seed in the, a brutal Western conference. You've got a however many time all-star Kawhi is. Don't lose this game. You just don't lose this game if you're a real championship team, in my opinion. I mean, I, I right agree. There, and it's- one seed is right there for the taking, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, people are struggling and they're just pissing away games to the magic.
2: Yeah, and I like you. You hate to overreact, right? To to regular season because ultimately this team is going to look different when everyone's playing. There's four of their key players didn't play in this game, so that is worth. I mean, it is something to keep in mind. And against 25 other teams, losing this game is acceptable when you when you're missing, you know, your second best player on your team and three other guys who could potentially be starter level players, you're missing four good play. Okay. They lose to the Hornets. Oh yeah, that's fine. You lose to like the Kings right now. Okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. But this team, you can't lose this fucking team. You just can't.
1: No, you just can't. And I don't know what else to say about it. It's just an
2: embarrassing loss for this team.
1: To me it is. And there, so there's embarrassing losses here and there in the NBA, but this team always has them. This is the same team that lost by 50 this year. Like, yeah. championship teams don't do that. And so I just also a certain isn't there, 16 point like a, lead. They had a 16 point lead. They don't give a shit. It's the problem. Isn't there That's like, coaching?
2: Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, I understand and leadership, which Listen, you've also harped on leadership, coaching. Like, yes. I, I, yeah, I'm fully, I'm, fu- I mean, Look, I think people are starting to realize what I've been saying since last year in the play, in the playoffs about Kawhi. I think it's starting to slow. You know, I, I've told you before, I do these things where I make these, these bold statements that seem crazy. That I, some people call them hot takes. And then slowly but surely, people start to come around. I've, I'm starting to see people talking about the Kawhi thing. Because it's true. I do put a lot of it on on Ty Lu also, because I look there is a level of they're professional athletes. So you can only motivate a guy at this level so much. If they don't want to play, if they're not up to play, then what can you say as a coach at this level? Like you should be ready to play. So yeah, part of that's leadership. But there's got to be something with with Ty like when you're up 16. And the Orlando Magic make a run. I didn't watch the whole game because I assumed it was going to be a blowout. So I don't know, like X's and O's wise, what adjustments weren't made, but something didn't
1: get, something didn't happen. Yeah. You know, something yeah, exactly. Something did, dude, the magic shot five for 17 from three. Okay. So the magic didn't go into like the stratosphere and, and do something incredible. The magic played Orlando magic basketball. And beat the Clippers, who had Kawhi Leonard. They it's had. They
2: scored. Thir- the Magic scored thirteen points in the first quarter, and scored sixty-six in the in the second half.
1: Thirty-three and thirty-three. They won. They won the second half by twenty-one points. Fifty-six points off their bench. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a bad loss, man. It really yeah, is. It, it's this just, team lacks. Isn't there? There's like a Jewish term or word like chutzpah? K-chutzpah? Am I, am am I uh, This funny. team doesn't have whatever that is. Th-
2: this team does not have chutzpah.
1: Oh, if okay. you're gonna say it, you gotta really get the <laughs>
2: what does it mean? Does it mean balls? Hutzpah. It's like uh like it's like confidence, I think.
1: Juice or so, okay. Yeah, that whatever it is, they don't have it. Um extreme self-confidence. Okay. Well, yeah, they is, definitely that's don't have the it. Google definition. Okay. Um
2: or, or audacity.
1: Okay. They're lacking it. They're lacking chutzpah. Say so you gotta the, get the chutzpah. chutzpah. Is, it pa? is it end Is it ending a p or a ph? Puh. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Got it. That was you need good. Need more that of was... a chuch. Chutzpah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's good. That's okay. Good. Uh, uh the this <laughs> Oh man, the 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 sentence is Love them or hate them, you have to admire Cohen's chutzpah.
1: That's a good yeah. Because then you could sub and invert that. They the just Clippers. like
2: Google was just like, what's a Jewish name? <laughs> like, it's not even a first name. It's a last name. Like it's not like Brian's chutzpah. It's like let's get a really Jewish last name. Wow, Love them cool. or hate them, you have to admire Cohen's chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold Damn on, it, Google. I want. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna. I need to go to. I need to see more. Um, like sentences like using chutzpah in it in on uh it, on these di- di- on these yeah, dictionaries. Give me one, give me one. it took a lot of chutzpah to stand up to him the way they did
1: the way she did okay that's exactly what i'm talking about with the clippers they don't have any of this that makes you stand up to dog shit teams even moriarty might not have had the chutzpah to pull that off <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one
2: um His company, West Coast Streetwear, has figured out how to use technology and chutzpah to buy hot sneakers in bulk before the
1: rest of the market. I don't think he's using (laughs) that one correctly at all.
2: Um, Let's see. Oh, my God. There's so many. Oh, let me keep going. Then again, any scientist who works on the origin of our universe and hundreds do worldwide must possess a certain amount of chutzpah. (laughs) That's true anybody who works on the origin of the, of the universe must have a certain. Got it. See,
1: I can't, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm dancing around having to say it again. Cause I, I feel like I nailed it and I don't know if I can go there again. <laughs> here's one. Chutzpah. here's
2: one. These are all, by the way, these sentences are all sentences taken from articles that were written in real publications. These are not like made up by the dictionary. Like they, they aggregated them. them from articles. Um, Here's one. the fearless <laughs> sorry, I just can't I'm just trying to get through this sentence. The fearless Wong has a sense of chutzpah that's more charming than off-putting.
1: I like that one. Yeah, that's a out,
0: multicultural that's a, but yeah. out of
2: context, you know, right. Wong yeah yeah. yeah. Um, stately reverence had given way to inclusive chutzpah. I don't know what that means. I don't understand <laughs> that sentence.
1: Uh, let's see. Were we trying to avoid an hour long episode here, Joe? <laughs> yeah, but you you brought a chutzpah. Now I'm, this is all. I mean, this this is gold. All
2: right, there's only a couple more.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Many of them would be eliminated if conference commissioners and college presidents had the chutzpah to tell Rose Bowl to take its January kickoff, January first kickoff time, and its perfect sunset and shove it. <laughs> the Rose Bowl is that was that the noun? Yeah, it's, this is a that's from a Dan Walkin article about mm. the about the to stop worshipping the rose bowl. How do you spell uh, it?
1: I, I literally I don't even know what letter you it do you want to try? Do no. you want to try? Is it sorry with a K? It. Try no. Sort of an H? An close. H. An
2: H? No, I said close. A J. What that what other letter C? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say what other <laughs> letter I makes a similar to sound to a alphabet. K. No, 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 not like close. <laughs> um all right, hold on, there's two more. Relationships, relationships and authenticity are a big theme in the book, made even more powerful when combined with grit and chutzpah. Hmm. And then it's gripping at every turn, but reading about him left me torn. I was put off by his arrogance, but he pulled. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me start that over. It's gripping at every turn, but reading about him left me torn. I was put off by his arrogance, but pulled in by the sheer chutzpah of the effort.
1: Hmm.
2: Who are they talking about in that sentence? Uh, this
1: is about the book. Two books sh- show the ah, – Just like a book review. All right. Well, now I know exactly what Chutzpah is, and I know the, Kawhi the Clippers Leonard and the Clippers, they don't have it. Yeah. Kawhi
2: has it a little bit on the court, but as a leader, he doesn't have it. Right. You got to have Chutzpah to hit that shot, you know? Yeah. The shot shot. That shot. Yeah, The shot. Yeah. Mm. The shot. yeah. <laughs> All right. The last game today was uh, – Hornets, Wizards, um, Hornets win. Good win for them. They continue to play well, even without LaMelo. But Russell Westbrook, another 22, 15, and 14. I looked this up, okay? He is now 10 triple doubles away from tying Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in a loss
1: ever. Oh, Wow.
2: I think he's like like eighteen away from
1: just all time. I was going to say I thought he was like miles away from the all time record. No, but well, damn, and regular season, yeah, then. he's absolutely going to break it. Um, Rui Hachimura played fantastic. He's been playing fight. fantastic. Yeah, he looks he's really like, good. He has come along. He's come a long
2: way from what he was last year. I mean, he's the I was, second year.
1: When I was watching these highlights, the only thing I could think was like, if the Hornets or if the Wizards had just avoided that John Wall contract somehow, like. They, their future would be so bright right now, honestly. Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura. I, I still love Av, Avdija or Avdija. Danny Avdija. Avdija. I don't know if I think it's Avdija. 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 Sure. Yeah. He, you know who has chutzpah? That guy. Danny Avdija. That guy, that guy absolutely has it. Oh my God. he has got out the wazoo. he has got Leeds League
0: in chutzpah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to add that to the box square. Yeah, oh my and, God. And, I'm, oh.
2: Let's can we get that started? Can what somebody unit, tell me
1: what unit do you measure it in? Percentage? I don't
2: know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like every other stat. It's like, like rebounds and rebound percentage. It's like chutzpah, and then chutzpah percentage. Okay. Like you, you, like you have chutzpah, but then also what what percentage of the total chutzpah are you getting in the game?
1: Okay, I, I I vaguely understand what you're you're trying. I'm to saying
2: say. so. Like, re, do you know what rebound percentage is?
1: yeah like what percentage of the
2: rebound or what the available rebounds? yeah yeah so like what percentage
1: of the available chutzpah did you get yeah but what does it mean to have one chutzpah or two (laughs) in a game you know what i mean you can't say it (laughs) well now that i know it begins with a c i'm lost i don't even know how to like that's making it more more difficult to pronounce for some reason (laughs) okay Okay. well what is the unit one chutzpah sure okay Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this isn't.
2: Yeah, (sighs) It's
1: funny because you.
2: It's. it's, No, it's funny because you said it right.
1: And now I'm going in the wrong direction. To bring it up,
2: you brought. You said it right.
1: Yeah, and now I'm thinking about the C and then how that how it comes about. I I don't know. Uh
2: no, there's not a whole lot. Rui was the thing I wanted to bring up from this game because he looks really good. Um, still. He's, his shot is decent, fine, but he has really gotten like automatic from mid range. Mm-hmm.
1: He's really
2: starting to look like I thought last year. A couple times I watched him, and I was like, he could be like David West was. Yeah, it was like a, well, that and he's a little on. more athletic than David West. Ever. He's more athletic than David West ever was, but just mm-hmm. mid range elbow jumper, good in the post, and he can go you know downhill and score. Right. And he's developed that game a lot this year. Yeah, they've got some pieces and one god
1: awful contract. So I and Brad Beal again still out.
2: Uh, for the, the the Hornets, might as a team they probably lead the league in chutzpah this year.
1: I think so. I think that's fair.
2: I mean, because I, I guess you could part of what would get in if you were going to make an equation for chutzpah, clutch <laughs> yeah. play would be in that for sure. Definitely. And they're definitely one of the definitely. best clutch teams in the league this year. Uh, Terry Rozier, okay. he might lead the league in in Hutzpah, but this year there's no doubt. I mean, Dame no Dame mm. Dame's like the all time leader. It seems like mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, not all time. Who would be the all time leader in chutzpah in the NBA? Michael Jordan, hundred percent. You think so?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I guess when you, when all the and chutzpah, then probably Larry Bird, you, wow. all the factors are fact when everything's factored
1: in. Yeah.
2: But I think like because of what is all factored in a chutzpah, Jr. Uh,
1: Smith could be up. Right, there. I'm
2: saying like there's certain yeah. guys that would be shockingly high on the list because yeah. their amount of that certain thing is so high. You know, yeah, Jr. is a good one.
0: Like Nick Young, great mm-hmm. one. Like cra- Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. when you shave with Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at Harry's.com slash blue wire. That's Harry's.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
2: It is his own nickname. And it's an amazing nickname. <laughs> That's audacity. You know? Yeah. Um, JaVale McGee is like from, listen, the turnaround took chutzpah.
1: Anytime it, your mom has to step in to. And then you become an NBA stuff. champion. Yeah. You got chutzpah. I, I, okay.
2: So anyways, yeah. maybe
1: one day we'll do like
2: our all-time chutzpah team.
1: Okay. I'm looking forward I guess to that Because we have one.
2: to figure out parameters for what actually goes in the chutzpah. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, hold but up, you, That'll
1: be an off-season episode for but sure. But the
2: Hornets are up there for this year. Terry Rozier in particular. It's um, a fun team to watch. He hit another big shot at the end of this game. It's just every time. It's every yeah. time. It's
1: all- the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything
2: let us discuss this Kevin Durant thing. And I, we, I don't want to go crazy with it because I, it's just so – I just hate it. It's so, so stupid. Like, um, for those who don't know, Mike. so Kevin Durant did an interview, and I don't even remember when this was. It had to be a while back. Uh, on TNT, Charles Barkley asked him a question, and I guess it was like a yes or no question. But like, you know, I'll, the way Barkley phrases his questions, you could just say yes or just say no. Mm-hmm. and not explain yourself most guys say yeah and then they go on and i guess it was an interview where KD was just like yep nope and then that, i think it was the one where they like laughed because he didn't answer the question yeah rapaport tweeted like fr- like a you know like a trolling tweet that was like answer the question this and that and kd i mean holy shit just should i read after him, him. yeah I read well him? yeah yeah were these d de- so he
1: responded. I don't know. Actually, now messages, when I went back right? to it, I don't know if it was DMs. I think it was responding the, to the tweet. No, because we would have heard about this so much sooner, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe. every the, the day it happened, that's would have been I, so I think he, he responded with DMs. Anymore? Hold on, it's gotta still be trending. Uh, I'm almost certain the response was DMs. What I'm not clear on was whether the original okay. thing was a DM. I
2: like I I like okay. Here's the thing. I want I'm gonna read some of it. I just don't want to give it like like a spotlight, because yeah, here's, yeah. here's my thing with this. Here's what's frustrating to me about this. People, have, especially this last week, the whole conversation in NBA Twitter, NBA fans is Kevin Durant needs all these players to win a championship. Kevin Durant can't win a champion. Like everyone just destroying Kevin Durant. And then Kevin Durant, engages with the biggest troll on the planet, not defending Michael Rappaport, but he is, that's what he is. He's a troll that he's made it. His whole post acting career has been being a troll. He not only engages with him, but then goes on this absurdly offensive, childish rant. And everyone's like, Kevin Durant destroyed Michael Rappaport.
1: That's where I am. I think not destroyed him, but it's just, it's refreshing to see somebody snap. Like, because I do it all the time. If But I here's know. the thing. I, but think about it like this. If,
2: let's just say, let's take a similar relevance actor at to Michael Rappaport, which is not super relevant at the moment, but less hated. So I don't know. Do you have one that you can think of? Do they have to be like a, a huge troll or no? You're saying no. Just no, like, I'm uh, just saying like... um. I don't know. Like, let's take like Kevin James. Okay. Okay. I like Kevin James. <laughs> okay. Everybody like Kevin Kevin yeah. James. Okay. Best friends. It's like best friends with Adam Sandler. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to love or hate his movies or his shows, but you, you like Kevin James. Okay. If Kevin James was like, God, Katie, just answer the question. And Katie got into his DMs and was like, You stupid, dumb bitch. You got cum <laughs> on your face or whatever he was talking about. Everyone would be like, Katie's a terrible person and we hate Kevin Durant. But it's because it's Rappaport and everyone hates Rappaport. They're like, oh, it's refreshing. He went at Rappaport. Bullshit. If he did it to any other person,
1: everyone would be like, fuck Katie. But he didn't do it. He did it specifically to Michael Rappaport. So I I, yeah, I I I don't know. I'm on the fence. I just like I just know how (laughs) little things will set me off. And like I can just like I'm looking at he tweeted Rappaport tweeted to every publicly like saying he's so sensitive he didn't do like don't do the interview blah 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 kevin durant screenshots the tweet direct messages it to Rappaport, and just says you a bitch <laughs> right. and then Rappaport responds and then kd goes off right so he says is- just do the fucking interview and if you're
2: upset about something they said say something up there looking like you're gonna cry and shit okay that's fine And then he said, I did the interview, you dickhead. Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question, yes or no. Uh,
1: It's just so bizarre. And then I guess guess there's like a screenshot of him
2: saying, I don't know why they still ask for this idiot's opinion. If someone someone called, oh, wait, I don't know. Yeah, this is weird. But then he was like, I heard it all before you... C word Chuck doesn't need you as security. You pale pasty cum guzzling bitch. <laughs> it's so over. I think it's so over the line that it's and then making he's, it. I swear I'm, to I'm a spit in your face when I see your dirty ass. And then he's meet me on West 17th tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Like it's so, or better so yet, over the line. or better yet. What's your address? 10 AM at catch steak on the corner. Meet me there, pussy. He's <laughs> like, just the second best player in the NBA. It's
1: like, this it's is a so top so 10 outrageous. player in the
2: history of the league. Yeah, just just snapping, essentially. Yeah, but even the snapping is the snapping of a 14-year-old. Like yeah. The things he's saying are not the things a... Th- whatever he is, I guess he's probably like 30 now. Mm-hmm. A 30-year-old probably approaching billionaire status would... Like say to a, a another person, because here's the thing. It's a, here's the thing. All this proves is that Rappaport's right.
1: He is yeah, fucking but sensitive. I I, we already knew. Like we already know how sensitive Kevin Durant yeah, is. Yeah, but, That's like, not even debatable. but here's, here's the thing. If you're if you're trying to like go at a guy for saying
2: you're sensitive, that you're really sensitive.
1: He went this all is, in on it. Yeah. You're,
2: you're like you're leaning into the sensitivity because this mm. is just
1: over. This is so overboard. I think that's why I'm like laughing about it. it is because it's so, it's just so ridiculous to exactly what you just said. He's calling him sensitive. And then he gets as sensitive as a human can be for the, like in someone's DMs and goes maniacal, really. It, it's just so weird. And I hope there's like, I, yeah, I don't want to gas up the whole story, but I do hope they run into each other in public <laughs> just to see what happens.
2: I don't know. I feel like Mike, Michael Rappaport's
1: pretty like, but apparently, his lawyers are involved now, and in something there's like someone suing somebody. I don't
2: well, know. there's also well, oh No, so here's the thing. Uh, I mean, it's possible Rappaport's also suing Dave Portnoy from Barstool. Okay, they, or or about. he did sue him. Or there's been some stuff like because Rappaport used to work for Barstool, then he got fired, and then Portnoy made a shirt with with a picture of Rappaport as like a clown. But in the on I think in the picture he had like herpes or something like on his face or I don't know yeah. something and then he sued him and I don't know um, because one of the one of Katie's responses like you couldn't handle Portnoy talking shit or something or, or I don't know mm-hmm. but either way, it's just crazy to me how everyone hates Kevin Durant, the basketball player, but they love Kevin Durant, the petulant like Baby. sensitive <laughs> child who's Who's yeah. make like saying nah, I'm not offended, but generally speaking, like people again, people are getting canceled these days for way less. So if he said yeah. it to the other C people, word,
1: it was probably the one thing that, that come that, that guzzling was, bitch. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's not necessarily offending a certain any specific. Yeah, yeah I guess people, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I,
2: guess, I guess anybody can do that, but um, I don't know. It just seemed all kind of offensive. I think he made a a gay I- I- in implication in there. Definitely an right. implication, yeah. So I, you know, it's just like again, if he does this to Kevin James, Kevin Durant's canceled. But it's because it's Rappaport. Everyone yeah. loves it because everyone hates Rappaport too.
1: Right. Because it's like of it could, things he could It's like a like, battle
2: between the two most hated people in NBA Twitter. <laughs> it's
1: yeah, it really is. <laughs> which is just. Crazy,
2: but the but I don't know. It's just, and it's also like, could you imagine LeBron? Like,
1: we've never had, we just never do it. Yeah, it would just never ever happen because he's so much more mature than Kevin Durant. Like uh, that is, it just is the truth. He, he's, he's a weird guy, and I, and I, I don't dislike Kevin Durant. I kind of, I, I think he's awesome, but he is a, a weird guy for sure. And he's talking about the guy's wife.
2: Yeah, like bringing wives into it. Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, not the like Kevin Durant, man. You're yeah. Kevin fucking Durant. <laughs> You're Kevin Durant. Like a lot of, Here's the thing. No one looks up to Michael Rappaport. No one. No no one. There no child at least, right? Maybe at one point in life when he was like a like a legitimate actor, maybe there were people who were like, "Oh, I I, I want to be a an actor like him." I don't think there even was then. There are children who still to this day look up to Kevin Durant cuz he's one of the best athletes on the planet. Mm-hmm. you can't do this shit man right. especially for it.
1: something so small the guy just he criticized you essentially yeah, it's not like he said something his... racist or <laughs> yeah you know, he just he just insulted you and, and you went off so i i don't know because there was ne- to me there wasn't anything like blatantly offensive to a group of people i think it's just funny and ridiculous is where i stand on it but um
2: yeah what an idiot kevin Durant. good god it's hard to keep rooting for the guy. It's hard to keep rooting. For. I know. I know you feel differently. I think a lot of people like him more now. No, yeah, I don't think. And here's the. And here's the other thing, because he invoked the Portnoy thing. Now, all those fucking insane barstool fans are all on Kevin Durant's side. They love Kevin Durant now. Mm-hmm. They love him like Portnoy. Portnoy tweeted out a picture. He's like, I don't like jersey swaps, but hey, Kevin Durant. And tweeted at Katie, and it was a picture of two people swapping jerseys, and he photoshop their faces on them hmm. so like now barstool is all in on oh, kevin Durant because Durant's going after rapaport
1: so that'll be tiresome for sure but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's an understatement uh all right that's it that's I enough of that we, i thought we hit that
1: pretty good yeah
2: yeah that's, that's, that's enough of that story i hope it goes away quickly yeah it probably will it'll be gone by tomorrow so
1: it probably right. will
2: All right, that's it for today. We will be back tomorrow with a larger slate of games and a little bit more to talk about and a whole lot of chutzpah. Later. Later.